0: And Dave. I think I bumped the phone In a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll! Oh, hello my friends and welcome into the show so glad to have you with us on the weekend edition of our program anton fig the legendary drummer from the late show with david letterman and the cbs orchestras how they used to say it right that's how the announcer used to say it on the program i i always uh, i was more partial to letterman than jay leno no disrespect you know so i i tuned in often and especially once I found out many, many years ago that Anton Figg played with Kiss, uh, uncredited originally. He talks about that in this interview that we did uh, together, but also for Ace Frehley's solo works and uh, Frehley's comment, all kinds of great stuff there. And I've just been so honored to have him on the show. And we just reached out. We are fans of his work with uh, Joe Bonamassa. We are certainly fans of uh, Anton Figg's work with the late show with david letterman a position he he had uh, from 1986 up until When the show ended a few years ago now, it's still hard to believe that David Letterman's not on TV in that format, you know. He does a different program now, but it's a bit different to, it's just, it's like I miss that show, you know. But uh, we are excited for that, so we will have that interview in moments. He talks about playing with Joe Bonamassa and playing with Ace Fraley, playing on Unmasked and before that, Dynasty by KISS and it's an interesting story that he, he talked about because as we know we are big kiss fans and we know that uh, peter chris was having problems with the band around that time there were some issues going on and um he ultimately left ultimately left the band in 1980 and uh but, but peter's face was on the cover of dynasty and uh of course uh, it was believed that he was on the record unmasked until we found out that he was not on the 1980 album so anyway we will get into that but more so you know in a two-part interview by the way he will talk about his tenure on the late show playing with eric clapton although that was at on a, for a different project but playing with miles davis playing with um let's see steve winwood um miles davis was one of the big ones uh, he said one of his favorites he's also played with james brown bruce springsteen bonnie Raitt, tony bennett stevie wonder faith hill Little Richard, many, many others as well. And he talked about that celebration of um, Bob Dylan at the 50th Anniversary Jam some time back. So really, so, so many people he's played with. We love those musicians musicians you know those people who are dedicated to their craft and and they're great session people live musicians they can pick up an instant chemistry and he talks about that he talks about playing with different people and in that chemistry and all of that also the vinyl master returns our friend shane our our great buddy and we call him the rock of nations with dave kinch and vinyl master he's he got me into this group baroness um some interesting uh, very progressive aspects of their music there's i think some punk in there there's some certainly i heard some pink floyd kind of stuff in there too so i'm really excited to get more into that band he's talking about what he's picking up in vinyl some of the, what's going on with uh, reissues he always has his eye out on vinyl he knows more about vinyl than anyone i know so we are excited for that but first we begin with the legendary Former drummer of The Late Show with David Letterman, the CBS Orchestra, which I guess you can also call a band too. I mean, it feels like more of a band, but, um, you know, Paul Schaefer and company, jamming with Paul Schaefer, uh, and of course, playing with Joe Banamasa. He's currently dealing with an injury right now, so Anton Fig's not currently uh, active. He's recovering, but he will be back uh, behind the kit. Hopefully hopefully, before too long, he talks about that as well. We are just so honored as we say, can't say it enough to welcome Anton Fig to the program. Enjoy my friends. The thunder from down under, they call him. How are you, sir?
1: I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely.
1: I don't know where the thunder from down under came from because I saw it on, on um, Wikipedia I don't know who wrote it there um, but the thunder from down under would imply Australia and I'm from I was from South Africa so Ah, I'm not I'm not quite sure how that came up but I've seen it many times
0: (laughs) okay well it's good to have that straight it's good to have that straight Uh, Uh, first of all how are you doing I saw that you had a a bit of an accident or something on uh, on, you had a post on social media is all well now
1: I'm still recovering I had a like a really freak fall and I'm broke my ankle in a few places oh my and so gosh. i had to miss the summer tour with joe um and i am i'm still recovering i'm kind of hobbling around while i talk to you right now
0: oh my gosh well i really appreciate um, you taking the time off i'll
1: be joining them soon you know back again but um yeah it was, it was really crazy
0: yeah, I can only imagine an injury like that for what you do is is obviously, uh, you know.
1: Well, it's a, you know, it's a bass drum foot. So anyway, I'm rehabilitating. I'm rehabilitating. I'm using the opportunity to kind of get my, my foot better than it was. So, you know, I'm trying to correct all my bad habits because I've got to start from scratch.
0: Okay. Let, let me ask yeah. you, what's it like playing with Joe? What's it like uh, going out with him? He's uh, kind of a newer face on the scene, relatively speaking. I mean, what, what's it like uh, playing out on those shows with him?
1: That's fantastic. Uh, it's a really, really good band. And, um, you know, really enthusiastic crowd. He plays for, you know, minimum 3,000 people a night. So uh, sometimes 10, you know. Um, but it's... it's uh, it's, it's like music. You know, a lot of his music it's blues based, and it's also got a healthy dose of like the English invasion kind of blues, the uh, John Mayall, Clapton, and uh, you know Cream stuff. Um, he really likes he, re, he really likes that that era. So that's kind of I grew up on a lot of that. So it really comes very naturally for me to play. And um, the nice thing is, is that you know the songs might take a, a different turn on a certain night and so certain sections we sort of play in a similar fashion but then there's always room for creativity and to just go with the spur of the moment so it's it's a it's a kind of a playing gig as well as a, a structured one it's a nice balance you know he's really a uh, virtuoso guitarist and um and his 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 uh star is still ascending and so it's great to kind of be behind him, supporting him and playing because he plays with a lot of excitement and and uh, vitality and he really kind of brings it every night
0: yeah he really does i've seen his videos on youtube he's he's just great he's so so versatile too
1: yeah yeah he's a really monster player absolute monster player
0: Anton Fig also talked with us about what it was like becoming a rock soldier that's right teaming up with Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley
1: you know well what happened was I had a band in New York uh that I had formed with a couple of other South Africans it was called it was called Siren in those days but it became a band called Spider oh okay and and um And, uh, we auditioned a bass player, uh, named, uh, Larry Russell, who was a friend of Aces and it didn't work out. He didn't work out for the spider, but after the audition, he said to me, you know, i got a friend, Ace, who is looking, uh, for a drummer for his solo record and, um, you know, I, I can put your name in. And so he kind of got me the audition with Ace. And I went up and recorded four songs, which I think Rip It Out was one of them and a, like three others from that solo record of his. And and then after that, he asked me to come up and do four more songs. And after that, he asked me to do the album. Um, and in fact, when we did Rip It Out on the album, uh he said to me, oh, play the fills that you played on the demo, you know, the drum breaks. Um, and that was just like something off the top of my head that I just did like the first or second time we played the song. And he wanted me to copy them. So, so I did. And, uh, you know, the, so those drum breaks are quite well known with some drummers anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say they're very signature, um, yeah. and uh, so that's really cool. And and you went on, uh, you were involved with uh, Fraley's comment, I think a little bit too.
1: Yes, I did a bunch of. The, I did all the records except for um, second siding. At that point, I was well into the Letterman show, and they wanted to have a. Uh, they used Jamie Oldacre. They wanted to have a drama that could go on the road with them, but um, I did. I don't know three or four albums with them, and then. I did a couple of others more recently with Ace Anomaly and um I believe there's a song or two that I played on that is used on his new record. I haven't heard it yet.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I saw you came back uh for some work on some of the um, the newer stuff that Asa did and I said, That's pretty cool. I, I'm a total music geek and I love reading the, the notes and you know who plays on what and when I saw that I said right. this is that's really cool. Well
1: the stuff on the the stuff on the latest record, the song and I don't know which song it is even that was from a session that we did a long time ago and he just I guess used the drum track and and kind of uh com- finished the song but uh and on Anomaly I came into the studio and did stuff with him for sure. Okay. Uh you know we still uh we don't see each other that much but we're still you know in touch and it's, it's always great to see him.
0: Any thoughts on uh, dynasty and? Unmasked. I know they were made at kind of a, a difficult time in the band's history, Kiss's history, but just any thoughts on the recording and, and memories from those uh, sessions?
1: Well, all I, all I can say is I, I never got involved in whatever was going on in the band. Um, you know, I was hired to play drums. I was, I was uh, asked not to say anything and I never said anything until I read it in in gene's book he mentioned um, unmasked and um and then they came out with a remastered version of dynasty and i was credited on the record so until then i never that was like you know 20 or 25 years after the records came out and so i never ever said a word on the agreement i don't know what people can't keep secrets in this day and age everything gets out now but um <laughs> yeah there were no leaks in those days um but one thing i do remember is that the kiss guys let always kind of just let me play whatever i wanted to do they never said try and sound like pedo or you got to play like this or you know they just like i was the drummer and they just let me do whatever i wanted to do um and you know it was it was a lot of fun and it was it was great playing with the band
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah, I've always wondered because I mean, those your work really stands out on those records and I I always appreciated it. And uh, thank you. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the commentary on that. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for checking out this program. If you want to know more about this show or your host, you can check out DaveKinchin.com for all of the information. Also, find us on social media, DaveKinchinUSA, on Twitter, on Facebook, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. And for the Dave Kinchen Tonight Public Affairs program, just search Dave Kinchen Tonight on Facebook. Oh, yeah. We are back with the Vinyl Master here in downtown Philadelphia, Shane the Vinyl Master. How are you, my brother? How you doing, Davey? I'm good, sir. I'm good. Now, you've got uh, a lot of stuff that you've been looking at that's newer out right now. Uh, give me the rundown on what's new on your radar.
2: Well, this is a, one of those new newer metal bands um, over the last couple years I've really been interested in. The last album did not do it for me, but the band is Baroness, okay. and uh, Baroness has a new album out it's a double album it's called gold and gray Mm. and it is um sort of a step back to their 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 old sound i think uh the last album purple was a little uh, uneven i thought and um just wasn't my thing um didn't like the voice the sound of the voice the music was great but now i feel like and and you've heard it too it sounds like it's really meshing and uh great feel to the record. Really yeah, nice yeah. release. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, obviously check it out, but um, they they have a some of their stuff has like very progressive feel to it and this is yeah, it's like a pro, this is a more proggy band. Um, there's a little bit of killing joke in there. There's a little bit of um, you know, some of the great <clears throat> 70s prog greats and uh just an overall pleasant release with um some some quieter acoustic songs. Um, with vocals this time instead of just noodling and um, uh, just the melodies are fantastic really really neat really 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 neat record that's on the new front Okay. And then you got some of the older stuff you're
0: looking at, too, right? Uh, I know yeah. you go out sometimes and see what vinyl you can find, uh, what records
2: you find, and sometimes you're surprised, right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, cool releases coming up. It's kind of a slower time of the year, I think, personally, for reissues, but because um, we're getting back to school. and uh, But um, I'm going to go with a bunch of artists that used to be on Columbia here, but uh, this is not on Columbia anymore. It's on music on vinyl, but Blue Oyster Cult's... Debut album, oh, okay, um, fantastic album. Um, Village Voice, when this one came out, said this was the, probably the most musical record since Who's Next at the time. The, wow. this year, the year this album came out, just to give you an idea. But um, if you have never, if you've never heard this album, and you only know them for you know, Don't Feel the Reaper and Godzilla and stuff, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, there's a song called "Cities on Flame" with rock and roll. Which okay. uh, fits into your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get any more metal than that? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know that record. I have to check that out, man. That's yeah, cool. Stairway to the Stars. Uh, then came the Last Days of May. Um, they were torn with the Birds and Alice Cooper around this time, and it was kind of a uh, hard to fit them into. What kind of band is this? But right. um, the, the whole era was like yeah, that in a way. You know, at the time it was kind of it wasn't. You didn't have such specific niches. Yeah. yeah. So they. Um, this album is uh, probably one of my favorite Blue Easter Cult records, one of the most, one of the coolest records of the 70s, I think, just in my opinion, um, but it's getting a nice reissue from Music on Vinyl, it's uh, a European label, um, they pay a lot of attention to detail and pressings, and um, from what I've been hearing, it sounds phenomenal, so. How important is that, especially this day and age, the detail, the pressing, the whole technique, you know, when you're, especially when you're talking about reissues? That's a great question, because right now there's a lot of stuff that, that labels are just trying to get out to get on the cash wagon, and um, a lot of stuff isn't being pressed good. You know, there's, I'm not going to slam particular pressing plants on here, but everybody that collects vinyl knows which ones are doing okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that even that's uneven. Sometimes even those guys get good pressings and put them out, but, um, music on vinyl rhino for the most part, some other, other, um, <clears throat> I can't think of it. That's optimal. Um, OG pressings are really fantastic. Mm. Um, oh, org. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm brain dead. It's Friday. <laughs> I need Caffeine. Um, that's right. <laughs> uh, ORG pressings are usually really, really good. Um, But this one, um, I'm excited because my my copy of this is uh, Seen Better Days. Okay. I've played this one out. So I'm going to pick this one up. Hopefully uh, it comes out today. So I'm excited. All right, man. Good stuff. Anything else you're looking at? Yeah, the other other stuff, um, this is just from the last couple of months because I didn't bring them up last time. But, uh, oops. (laughs) Bob Dylan uh, has a a Martin Scorsese film that came out um, like last month. It was, it was captured in the 1975 tour, uh, the Rolling Thunder Review. Ooh, okay. 14-CD uh, set, every single track. Um, they tried to put out all the shows on a, on a mammoth release. Um, it, they say it's the complete 75 live recordings. I don't know if it is or not. But um, if you're a Dylan fan, which I am, oh, yeah. uh, hopefully some of your fans are because... He's one of the people that helped shape rock and roll. Oh my gosh, um, and pioneer! Yeah, it's uh, it's a really really cool um, tour. Very very ragged electric stuff that he was doing around the time with albums like Desire and stuff like that. And uh, his band was just insane. I mean, he had some of the best of the best playing with him at that time. Um, even Mick Ronson, Bowie's Yeah, oh my gosh. Mick Ronson played on that tour. Whoa. And, uh, said dylan harley spoke to him on the tour but he still had a lot of fun yeah hey just being there i bet you're <clears throat> thrilled yeah yeah it's a little pricey but it's fourteen, 14 discs but highly highly recommended um okay. this is the kind of thing that in two years you'll never be able to find it again mm. so if you like your rock and roll and you like live stuff from dylan highly recommended and the other dylan there's another dylan out right now it's extremely expensive so i don't think i'm going to be picking this one up I, I would love to have it but it's a two lp set from mobile fidelity sound lab of dylan's classic blood on the tracks oh God. that's iconic and, uh, it's just an iconic you know tangled up in blue simple yeah twist of fate uh, it doesn't get it right i mean music just doesn't get any better than that we're on the mobile you know dave's mobile studio right now yeah i know we are (laughs) that's right (laughs) in the um, city where it's all happening (laughs) it's pressed on what's called super vinyl which i've never really heard of but it's this ultrafi edition that has um it's it plays at 45 rpm okay and there's like one or two tracks per side and uh it's supposed to sound like he's hanging out in your living room wow damn So, so But cool. it's 135 oh, yeah, that is, that's for two records. I mean, that's, man. wow. That is. Um, right. I guess there's a very limited pressing of this, too. I think it's like a couple thousand. I'm not sure what. Okay. But well, that would do it. Yeah. Dylan fans are fanatic, fanatical, and um, Actually, I'm becoming yeah. one of them. But $135, uh, I don't know. I already have several copies of this. I don't know. How can it sound any better? Right, I, mean, I know. Yeah, that's a good question. Cool. That's my... Uh, last uh, recommendation for folks out there if you want to spend some money this week. Cool. That'll be it. Thanks, Dave, for having me.
0: Absolutely. The Vinyl Master on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinch. (laughs) Many thanks to our vinyl master, Shane, for being on the show again. And, of course, many thanks to our special guest, Anton Fig. And we are not done, by the way, with our interview. That was part one, part two. On Monday, he talks about his tenure as the drummer for the Late Show band and the people he played with and what it was like to sit there and watch some of these fascinating interviews that David Letterman did, including that infamous one with Madonna, well there I think there were a couple infamous Madonna interviews right <laughs> but anyway he talks about that and so much more and his advice to drummers who are starting out and what the business is like today versus way back when when he started so much more in this wonderful interview we have 30 minutes of sound that we got uh, in this interview talking so we we just cannot wait to share it uh, the rest of it with you in part two on monday have a great weekend my friends stay safe rock and roll and always be prosperous